This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Hello, everyone. My name is Erin Trelore, and I am the host of Raw Beauty Talks. We're taking you behind the highlight reel of the world's biggest influencers and wellness gurus to get a raw glimpse of what beauty, health, and wellness look like in today's world so that you can feel your absolute best in your body and in your life. Today on the podcast, we are switching it up a little and we're diving into the world of natural beauty with a woman who is leading the charge. Cindy DePrima is the co-founder of Cap Beauty, a line of natural beauty stores, spas, and products that launched in New York in 2015 that has since gained a cult following. Their motto is beauty is wellness, wellness is beauty. And it's something that you can feel from the moment that you walk into one of their stunning yet totally welcome locations where they share their favorite 100% natural products, practices, and knowledge. At Cap Beauty, the power of plants are at work to create change both outside and in. I'm so excited to have Cindy here. She's also the author of a beautiful book, High Vibrational Beauty, that she wrote with her partner, Carrie Lynn. And so today we're going to dive into this world of beauty that is emerging very strongly. And we're going to talk about beauty from a business perspective, the natural beauty market, and of course, some favorite products. Cindy, welcome. Thank you. That was such an amazing introduction. You really, really nailed it. You make it so, so easy for us. Tell me what inspired you and Carolyn initially to start CAP? You know, I think it was really from a place of, I mean, so many founders have the same story, but it was really from a place of want. Carrie Lynn actually had the idea for Cap. She was running a clothing store at the time. I was working as a freelance stylist and set designer and style editor. And we used to meet weekly to support each other. We had a business group that's sometimes referred to as a mastermind. We had another friend in the group, an interior designer. And we would kind of meet as three sole proprietors to really share resources, hear what was going on in each other's businesses, support each other in any ways we could. And during that time, a lot was happening just with ourselves personally. I was starting to try to get pregnant. I think I I had gotten pregnant by the time we really had open cap. I had a son and a daughter. But around the time that all of this was taking place, Carrie Lynn was diagnosed with celiac. I was really trying to clean up my act. We had both always been into health and wellness, but certainly not in the way that embraced beauty. And I think that that was the story that so many women we knew, and men too, but really a lot of women, that was kind of a shared place to be. So many people we knew were prioritizing organic groceries, yoga practices, meditation, and then they'd go to the bathroom and use products that were totally misaligned. You know, the Mm. same woman who would never buy a strawberry that wasn't organic was going into the bathroom and using products that are frankly full of carcinogens. We don't, as a company and as as an ethos and even personally, like to get into really the dark space of that, but it's true. I mean, there there are a lot of products out there that are filled with a lot of things that aren't supporting us. And so it just seemed ripe for... The movement. It just seemed like a time that it was we were ready for that part of our practice to evolve. And we didn't know of any place to go to kind of explore and, and look for these products. Carrie Lynn had started selling a little handful of products from her clothing store. 
And she also had a revelation around it, which was how fun it was to sell products to people that actually were enhancing their health and their daily life and their day-to-day -day living. And as a clothing store owner, she would see a lot of women coming into the store, trying things on, leaving feeling badly about themselves. And when she had beauty in the store, the experience was quite the opposite. She would give people things that would give them a ritual, give them a way to support themselves, give them health. And I think that that experience also really cemented in her the, the need and the want to create CAP. And I feel like you have done such an incredible job at that. I'd love to hear a little bit more about this term high vibrational beauty, because I feel like in some ways you just described what it is. But can you dive a little deeper into that? Absolutely. I mean, I think at the core of it all is the idea that health and life vibrate at a higher frequency than plastics and man-made synthetics and non-health, frankly. And the idea of moving into a space that embraces and encompasses a higher vibration is life-giving. It's, it's where kind of the truest type of beauty lives. And if you think about plants and flowers and stones and all of the sources of the most potent ingredients have a life and they have a vibration. And I think that when we try to align our beauty practices with those realms, it becomes quite easy. It becomes second nature, so to speak. I love that concept. And when you really think about the form of beauty at the root of everything, it's nature. It's nature. And and that's the beauty that has been there for us to enjoy and to appreciate forever. It's really true. Um, one anecdote is when we designed the store, our architect had just finished treatment for breast cancer. And she comes from a very kind of medically advanced family in, in Minneapolis. And she went back to Minneapolis to have treatments. And there was a kind of a cutting edge treatment center that she went to. And she told us that they had put rose quartz under the floorboards and in the walls for the vibrational frequency. And we thought that was such a beautiful idea and as sort of a tribute to her and what she had been through. And also because it was such a great idea, we did the same. And we always thought that it really was something that you could truly feel. And I think when you walk into our store, you feel something. But I think beyond the rose quartz, there's also simply the fact that everything on our shelves comes from life. Mm. And it's filled with plant botanicals. And you don't have the same experience when you walk into a drugstore. You just don't. And even though there's still beauty products on those shelves, and some of them have grapefruit and pomegranate in them, it's not the same experience. Because there's also a lot of things that go into products that are designed to kill things which are the preservative systems that are so pervasive. And we don't, frankly, want to put anything on our skin that's designed to kill. We want to enhance the life in our, in our systems and in our, in, in our skin. And so you feel it. People walk into our store all the time and they comment about how good it feels. And I think it's the culmination of all of those things. I can attest to the fact that it feels beautiful. I was in New York a couple months ago and I walked into one of your stores and I was like, oh, this feels just right. And then shortly after me, two other girls walked in and it was one woman who clearly lived in the neighborhood and her friend was visiting from Australia. And so she started educating her friend on all these products and 
I was blown away. Like she knew details about these products that were not on the packages. We, we have a very engaged following. <laughs> and one of the things we love about our customers is how deep they go and how deep they want to go. And I'm a big believer in business that we don't need to dumb things down for people. Like years and years of working on advertising shoots and going into these conference rooms and listening to the creatives and the brand people say, well, we get it, but will the people in Ohio get it? And it's like, yeah, they will because they're not dumb. Just because they live in the middle of the country doesn't mean they're not ready for something bigger and better. And I, I really am a big believer in we don't need to dumb things down. And the more credit we give our customers, the more they'll be engaged with us because they know that we get them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think people are really waking up to this now, but it is, there's a lot of controversy around natural beauty as there is in regards to all these other beauty products that we have. And I would love to dig into this sure. with you yeah. um, to talk about the beauty industry and what's going on, what's going on with it. Can you give our listeners a little background into how the beauty industry works, what's going on with the regulatory systems. Yeah, there really isn't one. There isn't much regulation around any of it. It's something I've thought quite a lot about. And I do think as leaders in the natural movement, we all need to decide who we want to give the authority to. Because frankly, if the FDA isn't interested in regulating this stuff, that's a problem on a certain level. On another level, we need to be careful what we wish for. So just to backtrack a second, beauty products are not regulated. There are plenty of ingredients that are not fully tested because the old-fashioned belief was that what goes on our skin doesn't really matter. It's not the same as eating. Of course, that's wrong. I mean, look at the pharmaceutical industry and all of the transdermal pharmaceuticals that are being sold now, they know it goes in our skin. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> However, my concern is if we push for regulations, we might not get what we want. And that is to say, there is a lot of belief that bacteria is bad. And a lot of the things that the leaders in this movement are rethinking are not necessarily the standard thought. And if we push for regulations, they might start requiring certain kinds of preservative systems that frankly, I don't wanna see go into our products. And so I think it's maybe more beneficial to look to outside organizations, grassroots movements, and to do our own research around all these products. I'm not sure that the FDA creating a lot of regulations is going to get us to the place we want to be. Mm, and so we look to organizations, the EWG is amazing. They've got a website that rates a lot of products and they come at it very much from a place of toxicity and, and what can give us harm. And there are certain aspects of it that make things tricky to compare. And some of those include things like allergens. So what's harmful to you might not be harmful to me, et cetera. But in general, our belief is we don't know enough about the effect of different synthetics, especially when they're used in conjunction with each other, and we would rather just avoid them. That's not to say that everything natural is good for you. It's not to say that everything synthetic is bad for you. But 
an isolated synthetic ingredient might be tested and it might seem okay, but we don't know what happens when you mix that with 20,000 other synthetic <laughs> ingredients that are in your bathroom. And so for us, it's like if we can create sun protection through zinc, through red raspberry seed oil, through coconut oil, that's better. Mm, yeah. Just to give listeners a little more background, as Cindy said, the FDA, which is the Food and Drug Association, is supposedly the governing body of the cosmetics industry. However, there's very little regulation going on. I think, is that something like 11 ingredients that have been banned from products in the U.S.? Something tiny like that compared to thousands in Europe. Thousands in Europe, over 500 in Canada. So as you can imagine, that leaves a plethora of ingredients and chemicals that can be put into our products and into our beauty products. And and then we're putting this on our skin and our hair and our nails. We're breathing it in. And a lot of these things haven't been tested. And even if tests come back conclusive of things, there's no one out there really saying you have to pull this immediately or this can't go into ingredients or can't go into a cosmetic anymore. Now, on the flip side, the natural clean beauty industry also isn't highly regulated. So as Cindy said, you have products with bacterias and, and products that are more living that are so beneficial to some people, but also aren't fully tested and researched yet. And there's also bigger companies. I was thinking about this the other day, shopping for diapers for my son, and I saw a brand that had, you know, sensitive wipes and the box was all green and brown tones. And I was like, this is so interesting. They're making it look like it's a natural, clean version of the product. But when you look at the ingredients, it's actually just a smaller amount of the cleaning component. So, but there's no one to tell them that they can't do that. So there's also brands that are marketing their products as clean or more natural or whole when really they're containing kind of sketchy ingredients. So it's very complicated, heated. Both sides have pros and cons. Absolutely. I mean, look at essential oils. Yes. We had a lot of people coming into our store asking specifically for products that don't contain any because they're not necessarily always good for everyone. And there are certain skin conditions that might be aggravated by certain essential oils. And there are people who are quite sensitive who can't handle the strength of them. That doesn't mean that every product with essential oils is bad for everyone. What's interesting is like we think of essential oils as sort of the like holy grail of, you know, how to build a healthy home is to use essential oils, but it's layered to say the least. But I think you're right, especially with the big companies. I mean, I think that it doesn't take a rocket scientist to look at a certain type of package and have a sense that there's some greenwashing going on. <laughs> greenwashing. Okay, I haven't heard that term, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when Huggy says like nature on the box, that doesn't mean it's all natural. And the, even the term all natural and synthetic free, it's very foggy. Like we thought it would be very clear cut. I'm not a chemist by my background, but I've certainly learned a lot about it. But, you know, when we started CAP and decided that instead of having a list of ingredients we won't sell, we would just choose to only sell things that were 100% natural. There is a little band of gray. It's not all black and white. And you have to do your best and decide for yourself exactly where that line should be drawn. And as I said, there's also like, we have plenty of customers who are going to clean up their act in a million ways, but maybe not give up their Dior mascara. Right. <laughs> right. And that's fine too. 
You have to pick and choose. You have to decide where to dive in. Most people can't afford to just throw away everything in their bathroom and restock with a million new products. Not that anyone should have a million products, but as you run out of your cleanser, maybe you try a natural one. Maybe it takes you a few times to find the one. And then there might be some products that you're so in love with that you really don't want to give up. And that's fine too. And I think that the more we can sort of look at this as like, what changes can I make? And, you know, we also think of it very much as the beauty move. Like we're not just saying use these products because they're healthier. They actually deliver more beautiful skin because they're not loaded with junk. Mm. And that's a major part of it. As I said before, like I don't want to put things on my skin that are designed to kill. Just like I want to eat foods that are alive and close to their natural state. I want to put things on my body that are also similar. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals for a second. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that really don't help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversation, and Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teachings so you're ready to practice what you learned in the real world. If you're heading to another country anytime soon, start using Babbel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash talks. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but also shield your locks from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestsellers, the Glossing Detangler and the Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. They're your hair's new best friend. For a limited time, you get 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use the code RAWBEAUTYTALKS at checkout. Lolavie is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness, no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten, and of course, cruelty-free and vegan. That's 15% off your order at lolavie.com with promo code RAWBEAUTYTALKS. You can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Tell them I sent you over. Well, that's kind of what I'm thinking as I'm listening to this. It's so similar to the diet that I eat, which is I try and eat organic and I try and eat foods that are closer to the earth. But at the same time, I don't restrict anything. So if I want to have some chips or some ice cream or a cookie now and then, like I go for it and I don't feel guilty about it. But I'm choosing foods that are making my body feel good, that are fueling me and that are giving me energy. And it's the same with your beauty routine and your household cleaner routine. Are you using products that are enhancing what you have, that are feeding your skin, that are are creating that high vibration. And yes, I do still use a mascara because it's I still haven't found that perfect one for me. That 
would not be considered clean most likely, but you gotta, like, we gotta live still. I know. And you know what? Some products will be replicated better than others. I would say that mascara is probably on the list of products that don't totally perform the way that your conventional, the natural mascaras. There's some really good ones, but depending what you're going for, you might not find quite the same replication. But that's also the kind of thing where it's like you wear it every so often. It's your eyelashes. It's up to each person to decide what's important, what they want to replace, and prioritize. Okay, so if somebody's hearing this and they're like, I want to start making some changes, I want to start taking that next step, where would you suggest people start? That's such a good question. My two answers to that tend to be deodorant and... Well, sun care is also important because I do actually, again, I don't, we don't usually like to go dark and talk about all the bad conventional ingredients, but I do think that chemical sunscreens are pretty dangerous. I really do. And there are some really good new naturals that work really well, that the formulas are getting better and better all the time. And it is a really important shift. That said, also, you can choose to stay out of the sun during the most dangerous hours to enjoy safe sun. I'm a big believer in the health benefits of the sun. I try to get as much sun as I can in a healthy way. That's not to say that anyone and everyone should just jump out and do that. You have to kind of prep your body through the right diet and through all kinds of detoxification measures. But I would think about trying some natural sunscreens and a natural deodorant. And then I like to advise people, depending on what their skin issues are, I like to start broad. So if you're somebody that likes to use a body lotion really generously after the shower every day, that's a lot of surface area. So then think about an oil or something like a more natural cream. If you're fighting some skin challenges like rosacea or acne, I definitely advise looking at the products you're using and maybe doing a little bit of a detox and giving up a lot of products and then slowly adding in and trying out some of the brands like Marie Veronique that does essential oil free and things that are really gentle on your skin and giving yourself a little break similar to the way you would an elimination diet. I've been hearing about this skin detox where you essentially don't wear product. Yeah. So there's a book called, I think it's called Skin Detox, but the woman who founded SW Basics is a big believer in this. And her whole line is very simple, like very few ingredients per product, very simple ingredients. It's not like a Tata Harper kind of line. It's not a super aggressive anti-aging science, high science kind of line, but it's really effective for some people and it's really affordable. It's truly natural and it's simple. And her belief is we're overdoing it with a lot of the products and formulas and that what our skin really wants is simplicity. So that's one approach. It's actually not my personal approach. It's, But I also don't have, I've been lucky in my life not to have a lot of skin challenges. I've never had cystic acne. I don't have rosacea, but I'm aging. I'm not young. And so I'm looking for ways to kind of keep as vibrant as possible. Mm, I love it. I love how you just said that and didn't go the anti-aging term, which I'm over. I've said it before (laughs) on this podcast. I'm like, let's just get rid of it. Let's go for like vibrant aging or something along those lines. Yeah. Well, I always say, I mean, that's a big part of CAP also is that one of the reasons that we entered this world is that 
neither of us, neither Carolyn nor I really wanted to accept the kind of the reigning solutions for aging. Like none of it looked that good to us. Right. The surgeries, the fillers, the Botox, all of that. Like when I look at that, it's not my goal. And I'm going to turn 49 this year, but I don't want to look like a 60-year-old trying to look like a 30-year-old. I just want to look like a really gorgeous 60-year-old <laughs> when I'm 60. Yes. I also find it funny where people are very much like, oh, you don't look your age. And it's like, well, this is what my age looks like if you take care of yourself. <laughs> but it's true. Like, I'm not trying to pull the wool over anyone's eyes. I just, but I'm no less vain. I want to look good. I just never really resonated with those like very morphing treatments that were what was available. Mm, yes. Yeah. So, okay. I have a question on that. I feel like I'm on the same exact same page and this truth of the fact that wellness and aging well in some ways is a luxury. Like it is, A, it's a luxury to age. B, it's a luxury to have the money to afford products and things for our skin. And I guess my question to you is, for people who have some barriers there where they're like, I can't afford a $30 deodorant because the reality is that a lot of natural products are a bit more expensive. I can't afford that. I could, da, 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 da. Where can they start in creating some routine, some self-care in the realm of natural beauty so that they have access to it too? I think that some of the most fundamental ways to stay healthy are not as expensive as we tend to think. You don't need a fancy meditation studio to meditate. You don't need a personal trainer to put on a pair of shoes and go running. Yes, it's true that certain products, like chances are a fancy natural deodorant is gonna cost more than going to Dwayne Reed and buying a deodorant. But when you start to really take care of yourself and eat better and clean your bodies up from the inside, you don't need as many of those products. I also think it's really important for people to recognize their choices and their priorities. And when I hear someone saying that they can't afford a green juice, but they were out to dinner the night before and had three glasses of wine at $14 a glass. <laughs> yes. Then it's like, well, no, maybe you can't afford a green juice and you're not willing to give up that wine, but you need to recognize that and own that that's your choice. And, and there's nothing wrong with going out with a girlfriend and having three glasses of wine and that's also health-giving in certain ways. You know, having that release and that connection is really important, but just own it and recognize that you are setting your priorities. Absolutely. I totally agree. You know, so I never eat out. I almost never am in a restaurant. I'm not someone who does takeout. I cook my meals. I spend money on groceries, but I I'm very much in control of like what goes into mine and my family's meals. It's true that you can indulge in a certain way in health food, but it's also, if you really analyze the choices, there are a lot of ways to be healthy that don't cost a lot of money. I completely agree. And it, it's just opening up that doorway and helping people reframe that. And of course, there are people who are the $30 deodorant isn't going to work, but there are so many ways that you can start to create those little rituals at home of self-care, whether that's even with the products that you're using, slowing down as you use them, really noticing the quality of them, the scent of them, the texture of them, that type of thing. And I think as people start to connect a little more with their beauty routine, it brings about an awareness and 
more consciousness towards what it is that we're indulging in, what what it is that we're putting on our bodies, which is so important. Totally. I think also on a certain consumer level, there's a lot of stuff that people are trying to sell us that we don't really need. And so I think being aware of that as well. So maybe you can't afford to replace everything in your closet with a natural version, but do you need all the primers and all the extras? Like maybe it's more simple than that. You don't necessarily need to wash your face every morning. If you wash it at night and you wake up the next morning and you feel good, skip it. Right. Okay. So on that note, if you were to share some of your favorite products that are more of the basics, like a cleanser, a moisturizer, a sunscreen, can you share some of your faves with us? Absolutely. So I really love, there's a cleanser from One Love Organics that's a vitamin B. It's an oil cleanser, but it's quite light and it rinses off really well. And it has papaya enzyme in it. So it's it's got a little bit of kind of fruit acid exfoliant in it, which I personally love because that's something that I always need. It's not necessarily for the most sensitive types, but it's also not super aggressive. I love that cleanser. It doubles as a makeup remover. Oh, amazing. There again, with natural products, a lot of times the same product works for multiple things. And so you don't need six different products. You need one. And so there again is a way to kind of streamline and simplify and save money. So I love that cleanser. I also, one of my all-time favorite cleansers, and this is not a budget product, but the um, Tata Harper Regenerating Cleanser is amazing. And it's it's really a classic in natural beauty. It's got a little bit of, I think, apricot kernel in it that exfoliates really lightly, but it's mostly sort of a cream cleanser and it's really beautiful. Mm, that sounds amazing. That's a great product. There's a new serum from a line called Wild Care that I love. It's called the Sunroot Serum. We talked a little bit about sun care, and one of the ideas there is that there are certain ingredients that are naturally sun protectant, and they aren't labeled as SPFs by the FDA, but they create the natural ability to kind of fight sun damage, which I love because it allows us to still get some sun and not necessarily get all of the damage that can come from it. It's a really beautiful serum. I love it. We don't have it yet, but we're getting it, I think. I am a huge fan also of, there's a makeup line called Vapor that is from Taos. Oh yes, I've heard of them. It's so beautiful. I always say that the luminosity comes from like the diet and yoga and colonics and everything else, but it's actually Vapor. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a really pretty line and I'm not a huge makeup person, but I'll mix a little bit of the foundation in with my oil and just put that on my face and it almost becomes like a tinted moisturizer and it just adds like a slight bit of luminosity without like a really thick coverage. There's also a a highlighter that we sell that comes in like a dropper bottle called Maya Chia. Along the same lines, it just gives this like really subtle luminosity that I, I love. I feel like that's our right as natural beauty people to have that kind of glow. To have the glow. Yes, totally. Pare it down, but have the glow still. Have you heard of, um, it's called Woo More Play. What's it called? 
It's called Woomore. It's amazing. Okay, we're going to go there. It's a lube. It's a natural lube with a coconut base, and it tastes and smells like vanilla and comes in the cutest package. I feel like you guys might need this one in your store. We should. We'll look into it. And it is a game changer because that's something a lot of people don't consider too, but like a lube is also something that is... Absolutely. And anything that's going on your more like membrane kind of parts of your body, like oral care is a really big deal. Yes, it's such a big deal. And it's not something that we're paying attention to. But I don't know, I feel like with that part of our body, too, it's so sacred and like, needs to be well taken care of. And so I, I just discovered this product and I'm totally in love with it. That's great. I'm going to look into it. I feel like it's good to, when you start to consider all the products that we use that touch our skin from the shampoos, the moisturizers, the toothpaste, spray that you're putting in your hair, the deodorants, the products that we're washing our clothes with, like think of how many chemicals and ingredients are touching our skin every day. And so I really don't want this episode to be something that's bringing fear to people or that's like, oh my God, go change everything. Not at all. To the contrary, there's so many great alternatives. And like we've been saying, they're not, it's not always about like going to a fancy boutique and buying a fancy natural product. It can be as simple as like vinegar is the best thing to use to clean your floors. Right. Go to Costco and buy a giant bottle of white vinegar and that becomes your floor cleaner. You know, it doesn't have to be about some boutique up level. It's more about getting back to the elements. And that's why, you know, the products we sell are always 100% natural because they come from plants, they come from the earth, they come from the garden, and it's all you need. They're so beautiful. You've created such an incredible space. And I feel like every time you walk into the store, there's just so much beautiful information coming from the people who work there and obviously the individuals who are coming into the store who are like secret salespeople, but they're not. They're just passionate about this stuff because it's so it's so fascinating. I feel like it's so empowering as you start to look into this world and and really start to take it into your own hands. It's like up-leveling your self-care routine to a whole nother level. Yeah, it's really fun. We like to think it's a clubhouse. That's exactly what you've created. Cindy, what is your message to women of the world? You know, keep at it. I feel like we're doing great and we have a little ways to go in terms of some of the equality issues and certainly has rocked a lot of people's worlds, but we're on a roll and it's just going to keep getting better. And I have a daughter and I have a son. And I think one of the things that I come to a lot is there's so much empowerment for women, but we can't leave the boys behind either. And what will benefit us all is supporting everyone. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. I have a boy and a girl too. So thank you for that message. And we will continue to to share it and to live it through raw. For anybody who's listening and wants more information on Cap Beauty, where can they find you guys on social media and online? Sure. We're on um, Instagram and Twitter at Cap Beauty Daily. Our website is just capbeauty.com and that's got our uh, a link to our amazing blog, which is called The Thinking Cap, and that has lots and lots and lots of information on not just the products, but also we've got a great network of experts and advisors in our corner, and a lot of them are happy to share their information with our audience. 
through that. So beautiful. Come on over. Thank you so much. And if anybody would like more information on this topic on general, we have about four or five blog posts over at rawbeauty.co. One that talks about how to start incorporating more clean, natural beauty products without breaking the bank. I talk about ingredients to avoid, and we share more information about the industry as a whole. So head on over there to check it out. Cindy, thank you again for being here. Thank you so much. That was fun and so important. Thank you. So that is it for this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single show. If you liked this episode, please take a moment to leave a review or take a screenshot and share it on social tagging at Raw Beauty Talks. We'll be regramming your posts every week. As we wrap things up, remember your body is different than any other body out there. So as you listen to these episodes, keep tuning back into yourself to see what resonates. Thanks so much. Do you ever feel like you're struggling through motherhood? You're not alone. I'm Erica Jossa, host of the MomWell podcast, therapist and mom of three. Join me each Wednesday as I sit down with guests, including psychologists, pediatricians, psychiatrists, fertility specialists, lactation consultants, and more to unravel the myths of motherhood. With expert advice, practical tips, self-love, and some coping skills to help you along the way, you can become the mother you want to be. Listen to the MomWell podcast at momwell.com listen or on your favorite podcast platform.